Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's America's top-rated sportsbook app. Bet just $1 on any NBA team to score a point. And if either team in that game does score a point, you get $100 in free bets when you sign up using that promo code PHNX. It's a wonderful Wednesday. We're talking football. I'm joined by Brittany as always. Brittany, what is good? Well, uh, we're finally here. It took us a couple tries to get this podcast rolling today. Because none of my microphones want to work. It's almost like all the, like, what's it called on those Friday the 13th or some stuff where all the planets align and, like, technology doesn't work. Except it's yeah. just a Wednesday and nothing wants to work in my life. But we're here. My audio sounds okay, so we're going to roll with it. Let's do it. Um, well, yeah, as we said, uh, or as I said, we're talking ASU football today. Uh, Britt was at a practice yesterday. Um, got some good stuff lined up. The bad news is... Just like Britt's microphones, ASU, some of ASU's players aren't working as well. Um, there are some injury updates that Britt has for you, and she will give them to you right now. Yeah, and uh, uh-oh, unfortunately, I don't have good news. No Shannon Foreman and no Henry still out at practice. You know, that means that Corey Stevens is going to be lined up at uh, nose guard and um, you know, Spencer Lavelle is going to have to step up too for the offensive line. Johnny Wilson, Curtis Hodges also not practicing. Uh, Kyle Soley was out there at first, but went inside the dorms after warmups were done. No Darian Butler. I wouldn't necessarily be concerned about that. Um, something to right. note was uh, did you just, he did, did only you, have practice and media availability. On did you just say he went Tuesday. into the dorms? <laughs> you just said he went into the dorms. <laughs> <laughs> the dome, the dorms, whatever. Same thing. Um, I they're both a D word and they're very yeah. similar. And my it's, I'm having a very hard time with my brain functioning yeah. right now. So uh yeah, the Verdi Dicky Dome, not the dorms, but yes. Um it's it's depressing that he wasn't necessarily out there, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. He's been a little bit banged up since that USC game. You know, we saw him go out and uh he didn't really come back towards the end of the game. He didn't mm-hmm. need to. Um, Darian Butler wasn't out there. Not that necessarily hurts. something I would be concerned about. I mean, I think every once in a while you got to give somebody a break and a day off. I and hope I think that's just what it is. He's earned it uh, at this point, so I wouldn't make any conclusions. Um, something I was going to note on before I realized I said dorm instead of dome. Um, ASU only had media availability on Tuesday, 
in terms of being out, being able to go out there and watch practice. They informed us late yesterday afternoon, um, Tuesday afternoon, I should say, that Wednesday morning's normal media availability to go out there and watch at practice had been canceled. Um, now, that's not really something to be concerned about in terms of, like, oh, why'd they cancel it? Are things not good? I think they just really wanted to uh, be able to focus right out of the gate on some personnel things that they don't necessarily uh-huh. want the media looking at. And I understand that. So, like I said, not surprised. So I'm not sure if Darian Butler was out there today or not. Evan Fields also was not practicing this week, but three people who were back in practice were both of the Markham Twins and Case Hatch. That's so big. Do you think the Markham Twins, um, when one of them gets injured, the other one does too? Maybe. Like one of them's telepathy. like, ah, my knee, and the other one's like, yeah, my knee's hurting too. <laughs> They're like a like to telepathically though, and it's actually like hurting. Like they have physical radiating yeah. pain. <laughs> well, it's good that Case Hatch is back. Um, even though the run game was able to do what it was, you could just sense the lack of Case Hatch and his 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 the energy he brings. Maybe ASU gets off to a hotter start in those games where he was out. He's he's very much missed, and it'd be really good to have him back against Oregon State, where I'd assume the game plan again is to just pound the rock. Well. You would think that it's to just pound the rock, but I think that they want to try to pass the ball a little bit more so long as the conditions allow for it. I mean, I looked at the uh, weather forecast for this weekend. It's not supposed to rain on Saturday. It's supposed to rain um, today, tomorrow, and Friday, but Saturday it's supposed to clear up. However, the night game, it's supposed to be around 40 degrees, I want to say, at kickoff, um, and the humidity in like the high 80s um, with a little slight chance of wind. So um, it should be a relatively dry game. I would expect them to try to pass the ball a little bit um, just based off some of the things that Herm Edwards said about really allowing them to open things up um, in terms of what their overall game potential is for moving the ball. Yeah, the uh, one thing to note about what the play calling can look like is – when just depending on the lead, uh, either way, I hope that if the run is working or if the pass is working, whatever's working, they stick with because sometimes you see this team down and they want to throw more than they should. Um, and just stick with the game plan because as you saw this last weekend, um, this ASU team is able to come back from a double digit deficit when down yeah. multiple touchdowns. So I just hope that whatever's working, they stick with it. Doesn't matter what it is. Sounds simple, but sometimes simple isn't always um, that simple. <laughs> well, obviously they're planning to continue running the ball. You know, um, they worked a lot at practice on ball security drills where they tried to pop the ball out again. Um, and you know, ASU did a really good job in terms of not giving any up. Also, there was a lot of focus on run blocking by both the tight end and wide receivers group, and also the O line. So clearly, you know that they really are going to focus on that and make sure that they have that ability to get that done. But um, I also just wouldn't rule out anything that has to do with passing the ball. Um, I think that they're looking to kind of set up their opportunities where they can strike. Um, He says they really haven't utilized the pass game like he believed that they should have. Um, But we'll see. We're going to get into that a little bit more in terms of what Herm Edwards talked about later on. But well, something I did want to touch on was, you know, Joe Connolly reminded them he's a strength and conditioning coach after uh, their huddle yesterday. 
you know, they only have six more practices left of the regular season. They need to take advantage of all of them and not waste any minute that they're out there. Um, sure. And so it's going to be crucial that they really utilize that going into the stretch. And uh, like I said, they canceled media availability for today, but uh, <clears throat> presumably they just want to make the most of it. So hopefully that's something that they actually do with the fact that uh, you had that extra 15 minutes where you closed practice off and really were able to focus on more specific things for this game hopefully you made the most of it yeah uh if if asu uh th- this is the strange thing about this offense so well, what a lot of teams try to do is get to the pass by setting up the run and set up the pass by running the ball um and asu has been so good on the ground or three has i mean rashad white's been just absolutely killing it that it doesn't really they don't need to go to the pass after the run has been set up because it's just hat against hat. It's, it's, it's ASU's guys against the, the, the opposing team. It's, it's, it's them saying our guys are better than your guys up front or our schemes are better than your schemes up front. And, and so they haven't really needed to go to the pass, but when they, when they get a, a heat check sometimes, I mean, JD needs to make those throws. So against Oregon state, you might see that you might see, the run not working as well, um, but ASU won't stray away from it. And if they can set up the run and give that threat while also having the threat of throwing a deep ball and Jaden's hitting his passes, I mean, that's that's a, that's a recipe for for success, like straight up. So I, I hope that the 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 that Jaden is able to connect deep when those passes are are set up and when the when you set up the run. Uh, and and you can use play action or screens or what have it. I just hope that JD is on come Oregon State because I feel like ASU is going to need him. Yeah, I have a feeling that they're going to need him this week too. Um, you know, I feel like I'm not going to be surprised if we see him uh, take off using his own legs a little bit more this week as well. Um, I just expect him to run the ball. You know, he's a shifty quarterback. He has the p- potential to, you know, run or pass and be a threat either way. So. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, kind of drop back for a second, take a look, scan, and if nothing's open, then decide to take off and run, um, and vice versa. If, if uh, you know, if, if their run game's not working, uh, really try and attack the pass and then kind of switch it up in terms of being able to attack. But I think, like you said, yeah, I think uh, if they find something that, that's working for them, that's got to be what they're stick with, and they're going to have to hammer it hard. But my only concern is uh, – you know, Rashad White's legs after the last two weeks in terms of yeah, how much work God. he's had to put in. But he also spoke at the press conference today, so I would love to fill you guys in on what he had to say. But I'm not sure if there's an over-under for if Rashad White will hit 200 all-purpose yards in this game or not, but I feel like there should be. Yeah, um, there there might there might be. Usually uh, a lot of these apps don't have um, – the over under on player totals. I don't know if that's a specific thing just for college, um, but in the NFL they do. Uh, so if you want to do that um, anytime, you are more than welcome to on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I love taking player props. My favorite thing to take right now is the over under rushing yards on immobile quarterbacks. Um, I've I've been pretty hot on the PH Next Daily Bets show uh, Monday through Friday every day at noon, and. It's fun to take the under on an L-Mobile quarterback's rushing yards, especially when it's at like three and a half, because you're just saying he's not going to run the ball at all. 
Um, the one time I did take the over was with Aaron Rodgers, and his over-under was set at 7.5 against the Bears. And that was a game where he rushed nine times for like 18 yards for and one Ooh. touchdown. It was really fun to watch. So um, if you want to get in on that action, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use that promo code PHNX. And speaking of football, you can bet just $1 on any NFL team to score a point. And if either team in that game scores a point, you get $100 in free bets. It's just that easy with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. And as I said, you can mix it up with some player props, some same-game parlays on any sport, whatever you want. I was live betting some Japanese B-League basketball um, last weekend um, at like 1 a.m. when I was in Old Town. Um, the Monkey Kings did not do it for me, if anybody was wondering. But that's 21-plus Arizona-only gambling <laughs> problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. That was a real story that actually happened. Um, I bet them live um, when they were up by one point, and they ended up getting blown out. I don't remember what the other team was. I also bet on the Seahorses. Um, I think that was a Japanese B-League basketball game. That one did work. Um, so, I feel like yeah. we need to adopt their mascots. Yeah, the Monkey Kings. That's a great name. That's the only reason I why like I bet the on Seahorses, too. Yeah. yeah. See, it's – I don't know. I mean – Like, could you imagine how epic that would be if you had seahorses for your high school mascot? What like, would a – yeah, well, I was about to say, what would a mascot look like for a seahorse? Like, like a physical mascot that's dancing on the field. Like, what would that look a, like? I, I just picture it being like a huge seahorse that just like, bloop, 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 and for like walks around. That, actually, this isn't this isn't even an, a video episode. This is just audio. So for all of you guys that are listening, um, Britt just moved her head back and forth and went, bloop, bloop. <laughs> um, I, I imagine I it like, like I just picture a, it just like bopping around. I imagine it like a um like those sack races, you know, where you put your two feet instead of a sack, potato sack races. Um, I imagine that the, the suit is like that, where both of your feet are kind of tied together because they only have the one little tail thing, and then they jump around, it jumps around. So it might be pretty immobile for the mascot, um, but it's a good mascot nonetheless. Um, yeah, uh, so I I would say how did we get here, but I know how we got here, and it was by my degenerate gambling at 1 a.m. So let's talk about Wednesday's practice, and you said they canceled media availability, but you got some stuff from that, I believe, right, or no? Yeah, we do. So we have some stuff from all three days of media availability to break down because, uh, you know, we haven't touched on it at all. We've been doing all basketball stuff the last couple of days. Uh, yesterday we took off. Um, so I feel like let's just start uh, with some devilish discussions of in their own words. Uh, what to look forward to uh, taking and what to take away from the win over Washington and what to look forward to against Oregon State. So, you know, we'll start with Herm Edwards in terms of his Monday media availability. You know, he touched on the obvious improvement of Oregon State overall as a program and mentioned really a noticeable difference that they've had since they made the switch at defensive coordinator. Um, you know, it was funny. He kind of he actually word for word called them eye candy. And uh, also, <laughs> word for word, said that they were very similar to us. Um, so those were his terms. But it, he's not wrong. This Oregon State team is a little bit hard to predict in terms of what they're going to do. They have the the offensive power both to run the ball and pass the ball, and their defense is fairly strong. So realistically talking, I mean, it's pretty evenly matched up in terms of what they're both able to do. Uh, and I feel like most of the staff and the players have really thought about this and they know this obviously, but, um, you know, it's funny to hear them say that they're similar to themselves, you know? Yeah. I, well, I, I can kind of see it. Uh, ASU wins in the quarterback department for sure. 
Um, I also think ASU, they have the edge on defense, but this this Oregon State team is really coming its own on defense, uh, and that's how they're winning games. Uh, but, yeah, p- pound the rock kind of mentality. Um, they're scary. Uh, they're, they're, they're kind of a, a, an unknown factor, especially going in there. The, the team's kind of finding itself at the right time, which is, you know, the scariest thing about this game. But, yeah, they're, 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 they're scary. Yeah, and I mean, you know, like you said, in terms of the defense, uh, they have, they're going to have their work cut out for them with Arizona State. But uh, it, they mentioned that they have the ability to not only run the ball, they have the ability to pass the ball. They hit on the defense's ability to take away the ball. They have quite a few uh, turnovers, forced fumbles this year, uh, as well as uh, interceptions. So they're really going to have to make sure that they focus on ball security, which is something we'll touch on on Friday with our pitchfork uh, points onward to victory. But just to touch on it now, you know, it's got to be something that they pay attention on at practice in terms of Jaden Daniels. If they do decide to open up and pass, he's got to be on. He can't be uh, throwing these sloppy passes that just get picked off. Um, he has really no room for error in this game, especially if they want to win. This is going to be one of the biggest humps and the biggest tests that they have left um, because we've mentioned it. They have the opportunity to still sneak in and grab that Rose Bowl spot. So, um, they have to perform this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, ASU still leading the Pac-12 in points allowed per game on defense um, with about 21. They're tied with uh, Washington. Oregon State allowing around 26 points a game. Um, they're about middle of the road in all categories on defense. Passing and rushing sit at both uh, 6 uh, and 8. Uh, eighth in passing. Uh, so that's something they might be able to take advantage of. But as I said, they've played a little bit better since that loss to Cal, where Cal put a 39 piece on them, which was just strange. Um, yeah, and then Devils, as I said, uh, or no, I haven't said yet, but they're lead- also leading in yards per game still total. Um, and uh, the passing number is still uh, creeping downwards. They're now third and in passing yards game in the pack. Uh, Washington leads that with 136 uh, because of the last game. But I don't know. As I said, the, the reason why this game scares me so much isn't because of the raw talent that Oregon State has, because let's be honest, they don't. It's just a, how unknown everything is and how good this team is performing as of late. Um, so, yeah, ASC's really going to need to bring their A game um, going into Corvallis. Well, Shane, this will, uh, I'm sure, help make you feel much better in terms of not feeling like you're going to be in a cardiac arrest at the end of the night. Uh, Herman Anticipates is going to come down to the fourth quarter once again, which I really don't like to hear because I I hate hearing that. Stop it, Herm. (laughs) What? I said, I hate hearing that. Stop saying stuff like that, Herm. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Um, But, you know, he did hit on how well the team was able to handle adversity last week, you know, he mentioned looking around on the sidelines and uh, in the third quarter when they were down and just seeing the look on the guys' faces and, you know, watching them watch the game and figuring out what they needed to do to get the win and then being able to execute. Um, he said it, it was big and it spoke volumes, but he knows that they're going to have to do um, much better this week. Uh, specifically, he talked about uh, having to have a more explosive pass game, which is why I was saying, I'm not going to be surprised to see them try to pass the ball more. He feels like if they can do this, that they're going to have more options. But, you know, he didn't really want to get into too many details. He said, you know, they're watching our press conferences like we're watching theirs. We're just going to watch film and do what we have to do. So, 
Definitely. Um, and the I think the one of the biggest, most underrated things is having Tyler Johnson back um, on this team. I mean, he's just he's been so good, and he just adds such another level to this defensive line, um, and, and and just more pressure. I mean, that's such a big thing when you're trying to get to a good collegiate quarterback, or even not a good collegiate quarterback. You can get mm-hmm. torn up by by low star recruits or backups if you don't get pressure. I mean, there's a reason why they're playing at a D1 level, even if they're not starting. Um, but when you get into the to the grill of a of a guy who is talented, it, it changes the game. I mean, the, they aren't NFL quarterbacks. You get a little pressure on, and the ball starts flying all types of ways. So he's huge. You know, and Herm also touched on how big of a deal he's been for their defense overall because two years ago he was going to walk away from the game completely and then mm-hmm. decided to come back. Um, was able to get his medical red shirt or whatever it's called medically uh retire his medical retirement overturned Mm -hmm. that's what i was trying to say um and rejoin the team and you know he's just been so instrumental in terms of what he's been able to do and you know herm just said everyone's been able to watch how much he's been able to continue develop and grow and look at the level that he's at now and it's really just It's crazy. And he, Herm said this in a little bit of a different context because, you know, talking about guys like Tyler Johnson and on offense, guys like Rashad White, um, he was saying when you have a special guy, he makes everybody look better. Mm. And he said that in a different context than what I had been saying it. Um, He was saying it as in when you have a special guy like that, it elevates everybody's level of play and um, he helps everybody look good when they're on the field. But realistically the things that we've been saying in terms of when you have a guy like Rashad white, who's carrying the whole team, it really kind of exposes some of the flaws more so than anything. So I thought that that was an interesting takeaway that I had that differed a little bit from what Herm was trying to uh, say and put out there. Well, I mean, what Herm's saying makes sense uh, even from the offensive standpoint with Rashad white, because Rashad white has a good game then and Gata comes in and he wants to, you know, he wants to get that first down even more because one uh, he doesn't want to fall down too far in the depth chart and not get no touches in the game. But two, he wants to help out his guy. He wants to get the first down. He wants to get the legs turning so that Rashad white can rest a little more. So I definitely understand that. And from the defense perspective, I mean, when a guy like Tyler Johnson is, is, is getting to the quarterback consistently, you got to double him. So that, that, that takes away an offensive lineman from somebody else. Um, So I can completely understand that from both perspectives, Um, but same goes for ours. I mean, especially the offensive side. When Rashad White is balling and nothing else is working, that's when you really see what the true colors of the team are. So I can get it. I get it from both perspectives for sure. Um, But let's uh, let's move on to um, anything else you had from practice. uh, We do. So Chris Claiborne came into the room yesterday. Man, a few words. He was in there three minutes max. I don't even think he hit three minutes in terms of talking. Really not much to say. Um, His comparison of this team actually was a lot uh, in terms of comparing it to the Utah team, which also should not make you feel good in terms of preparing. Um, You know, he said he knows it's going to be a huge test against Oregon State. The defense specifically, his staff has done a great job of um, making sure his players are ready to execute. And he coaches the linebackers and works really closely with them and uh-huh. you know he talked about how much time Darian Butler has worked and poured in to reach this level um and that was something that Edwards also talked about really was in terms of how much of an impact Darian Butler has had um 
overall, uh, just since he's been here. And he says part of his driving factor and what's pushed him to be this good has been the fact that he's always had to prove himself. He wasn't really highly recruited out of high school. Danny Gonzalez, when he was first here, wasn't necessarily sold on him. And he had a blue shirt, so that worked in his favor, he was saying. But uh, when he had the chance to actually go out there and start as a freshman, him and Merlin were starting as freshmen, and uh, they actually were defying expectations. And He's been doing that this whole time, and it's something that Herm thinks he's going to have to keep on doing even as he pursues his dreams in the league. But, uh, you know, he's always going to be working and feeling like he has to prove himself, and I feel like that's been a good motivating factor for him. Yeah, I mean, look, you know how much I love the man. I, I talk about him nonstop. The things he does, even when he's not involved in a play or on the stat sheet in a game, is just mm, – I, I just love watching him play. I love linebackers yeah. that can – you can kind of plug and play and they can go anywhere. So his value is you, you can never overvalue how much he means to this ASU team on defense. Yeah. You know, he, he brings a lot. And then finally today, Rashad white came into the room and, you know, he was saying that although he does get tired sometimes in terms of how much he's out there in the game, um, it comes down to his will and his grit and his determination, his motivation, his want, whatever you want to call it to win and get the job done. Um, you know, he brought up the fact that when he looks around, he can see it in his teammates' eyes that they are counting on him and that they are looking for him to step up and be that guy because they know that he can do it and that he has the possibility and the potential. And so he feels even more so like he needs to be the one to step up and do it sometimes. And, you know, he can see the frustration in the opponent's eyes too in terms of trying to stop him when he's running all over them. So he said even when he's tired in those moments, if he's tired, he knows that the defense is also tired. So it's, it comes down to just who wants it more. And so I think when he has that dog-eat-dog mentality, that can be beneficial because that's one of those X factors and intangibles that we've talked about all year long. 100%. You can just see, you can see it in his eyes how much he wants to win. And he just plays with so much passion. I mean, obviously being a, being a JUCO transfer at, at last year, he's just – oh. God, I love him so much. He's, yeah. He, he's know. just, he's such a, just, can you just imagine what this team would be right now if they didn't have him? I mean, and Chip is great and all, and he's going to have a great future. Um, but Rashad White, because Chip was supposed to be the lead guy um, before the injuries and everything. Um, and then he gets injured. I mean, no disrespect to Ngata. Like, he's been awesome when he comes in. He's just young. Uh, I just can't imagine what this team would be without Rashad White today. Yeah, no, Rashad White has definitely been um, the only reason that they have won uh, at least three games this year. So uh, yeah. you definitely would probably be looking at a very mediocre, abysmal record had Rashad White not been here. So he's definitely been huge. Uh, you know, he mentioned that he knows, they know that this Oregon State defense is long and lengthy and they, they play very physical. But he mentioned that ASU kind of has a good game plan going in. He didn't elaborate, but he rolled his eyes a little bit and kind of smiled. And you could tell that, like, it was like this evil, like, evil, fierce, like, Grinch stole Christmas type of hee-hee-hee hmm. look. So I liked it. Hmm. it. It was, it made me smile. It was uh, a little bit of those, one of those positive moments. It's heartwarming. But, um, you know, he also touched on his increased number of receptions against Washington. And, you know, he talked about taking a lot of pride in all points of his game and, he wants to be a running back who can do it all, and he definitely showed that last week. Um, 
I think it's going to be interesting to see what he does against Oregon State because clearly it seems like he's plotting for a huge week. Shane, what does it sound like to you? Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to have to try to match the offensive output that Oregon State puts out because they're leading the Pac-12 in yards a game at 444. Um, most of that, or all, all of it comes from, it, it comes from both. It's like they're averaging 200 plus yards rushing and 200 plus yards passing. Um, the only thing with them, though, is they're, they're not the best scoring team in the Pac-12. They're up there. They're higher than ASU at 34. ASU's around uh, 30 a game. Uh, so maybe that's somewhere they can exploit. But I, I think it's going to be a shootout, uh, which is strange um, because you tell me that this game was going to be a shootout earlier in the season. I would have said hell no. Um, so they're definitely going to need him to have another big all-purpose yard game. Or somebody else needs to step up. Ricky Purcell, big in the screen game. Um, Jane Daniels has a good game sprinkling the ball around. Chip takes some of the load. Is um, this the week it, we see Brian Thompson actually have a good week come to fruition like we've been hearing <laughs> about in practice? Well, maybe he's getting the targets. That's for damn sure. So um, one of the final things, uh, you know, he talked about how exciting it's going to be for him to uh, be going up against B.J. Baylor, one of the top one of the other top running backs in the conference. And, uh, you know, just talking about how. He knows that our defense is going to be looking towards BJ. He knows that Oregon State's defense is going to be looking towards him. So it's really just going to be um, finding the flaws and executing on both sides and just being able to take advantage of it. And um, finally wrapping things up, he talked about how, you know, people have made comments about Jaden Daniels and his uh, demeanor on the sidelines during the games and how um, he's still smiling and not really down and depressed, even when Arizona State's not winning and, um, you know, he said it's just Jaden's personality. That's just JD5. Yeah. Um, he's just a very upbeat person. And so uh, I thought that that was huge in terms of mentioning that because I know a lot of people have felt like it's uh, him just not taking it seriously. But I, I think he also brings a very lighthearted aspect that we oftentimes overlook. Yeah, you know what else is huge? The library of content available on gophnx.com. Brit, you want to break mm-hmm. down what they can find from you? Oh, yes. Um, so if you go ahead over to uh, gophnx.com, we've got lots of stuff for you right now. We always have our weekly Pac-12 betting odds um, for all of the football games with a little bit of a brief explainer along with, uh, you know, our picks and the money, uh, the money line, the odd, the spread, total, all that stuff. Um, we have uh, recently a Brianne January story that went up in terms of her legacy being cemented into Sun Devil Hoops women's history. Uh, you know, we have a post-game takeaway for all of the football games that's different than just a regular game recap you get anywhere else. So, you know, we always have stuff that's new going up on there every day. We have stuff that comes from Craig for ASU Hockey very frequently. So, you know, it's a great, great um place to find just all sorts of ASU content and really if you have access to uh, the Sun Devil content you have access to it all so make sure you go over there and check out some of the other writers for you know the Coyotes the Cardinals the Suns and the Diamondbacks and heck yep, really, even the Wildcats if you want <laughs> really good stuff coming from all sources uh, the Coyotes just dropped three new shirts today the regular one available in black and purple as well as a new mosaic type design that is so sweet um, I already got on and ordered that, so don't fall behind. Get an annual membership for just under 60 bucks, and you can get that shirt for free only at the phnxlocker.com. A um, couple other things to touch on before we get on out of here, Britt. 
Um, Donovan West, Pac-12 O-lineman of the week. And obviously, again, Rashad White being the Pac-12 offensive player of the week. Uh, and what else do we have later on this week, Brett? Um, well, you know, we have that man on the street from last week that we will be replaying as we prepare for this week's game. It was pretty evenly split between what game are you more nervous for, Washington or Oregon State, but I am more nervous for this one. This is just your weekly daily reminder. Yep, yep, yep. Um, all right, well, thanks for joining us, as always, on the PHNX Sundials podcast. Um, since you're listening on audio, you'll be listening on one of your favorite podcasting platforms. Leave a like and a review um, on the uh, episode. It means a lot to us. Um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't yet. For some reason, that's PHNX Sports on YouTube. You can follow PHNX underscore sports across all socials. You can follow me on Twitter at Shane Deef. You can follow Brittany on Twitter at bboyer07. You can follow PHNX underscore Sun Devils on Twitter as well. There's some good stuff. We're getting our follower count up, so don't miss out on the action. Become part of the family at gophnx.com, and we will see you here on Friday for our live show. We will also see you right after the game on Saturday, probably at midnight Arizona time. Um, so yeah, and we'll see you tomorrow after the basketball game. Oh yeah. Duh. San Diego state eight 30 to start as well. That will wrap up a little earlier because it's college basketball though. I don't believe there's a spread available yet, uh, pending injuries. Um, I don't think there's any recent news on Bagley. Um, but I would expect San Diego state to be favored by a good amount. Um, we will well, see that is at SDSU. So I can tell you both teams are one and one and looking to avoid a losing record to start out the season. So, uh, ASU's two and one. They are two and one, huh? They've played two <laughs> games. Yes. Uh, we will be back Three tomorrow. Games. God, I still can't count. It's okay. We'll I be don't back even tomorrow. Know what day it is. After that, uh, Brittany's in shambles. So we'll get out of here. Um, thanks for joining us as always and peace.